We are on Shemuel Aleph, chapter 17. We're finishing today the story of David and Goliath. Goliath comes, he's the Isha Benayim. All of Amisrael is scared of him. David shows up to do his father's bidding, to bring food and provisions to his brothers. And he sees this going on, he hears the, the man is blaspheming against God and against the battalions of Israel. And he says, who is this man who thinks he can speak like this? And he's the only one who's speaking confidently. Shaul hears that he's speaking confidently. He says, bring this man to the front. So David goes to the front. And David says, do not let anybody fear. I will go and take him on. And now all of a sudden David goes. He's wearing the, all the, the, the armor of Shaul. And he takes it off. He doesn't want to. It's, it doesn't fit him. It's not for him. Instead, he walks with his staff and a slingshot and some five stones. Rocks. And five, five, sharp, five smooth stones. There is, uh, according to Chachamim, there is symbolism behind the stones. Apparently, Goliath had killed two of the, um, two of the, who did he kill? Descendants of Aaron, Chofni and Pinachas, maybe? According to, according to Midrash, Goliath killed two. Yeah, I think so. Look at, the, look at the Midrash on the five stones, you'll see. And then, and then it represents Abraham, Yisak, and Yaakov, and then two of the descendants of... According to Midrash, well, there was a special symbolism in David's choice of five. David was watching to toe forward with the goal of avenging the honor of five. Who? God, whose name Goliath was profaning. Aaron, okay. whose descendants named Pinchas were murdered by Goliath. Okay, Chofni and Pinchas were murdered by Goliath. And then Abraham is talking Yaakov. So the five. Right, so he's, so he's avenging the five people who Goliath, who Goliath is humiliating. The two people that he killed who were Chofni and Pinchas, descendants of Aaron. And Abraham is talking Yaakov. Why that the Midrash is saying that those five people and not like, I don't know, um... Moshe, uh, Aharon, Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov. It's a question. Uh, we're not going to go into that Midrash, but it's a Midrash that we should know. That the five stones, according to the Chachamim, represent those avenging those five people. Anyways, David goes, and he's carrying this stick, and his, uh, his shepherd, he basically looks like a shepherd, and Goliath says, who do you think you are? You, you think I'm a dog? And he starts cursing him out. What? Hakelevan Ochi, that you're coming to me with a stick. Um, and then... Goliath says, come to me and I will kill you. And I'll give, your, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the heavens and to the animals of the Sadeh, right? Uh, in, the, in the curses in Devarim, which I showed you yesterday in the text, it, it says, uh, which is different. It's the, land, the animals of the land, which would include animals that prey on human beings. But here, Bemata Sadeh, Sadeh is, like is a domesticated animal. It doesn't make much sense what he's saying. And David realizes that the guy's off. Memhe. Okay, Pasuk Memhe. Vayomer David ala Pelishti, Ata ba'ala b'chayre b'u'bachanit u'chidon, ve'anokhi va'alecha b'shem Adonai tzevaot Elohe marchot Yisrael asher cherafta. David says to him, to the Pelishti, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, and I come to you with the name of Hashem, Master, God of legions, uh, the God of the battalion of Israel that you blasphemed. Meaning, what is David pointing out? What is the whole point of this exercise for David? That God is in control. That God, is in control. That God does not need the, the, the military uh, things and the armor and all those other appendages in order to win wars. Okay? And David is going as a shepherd and he's going to be able to defeat the strongest military man who was a military man from his youth. Pasuk Memvav. On this day, God will enclose you into my possession, into my hand. Meaning, I'll, He will trap you into my hands. And I will strike you down. And I will take your head off your head. I will give 
the the corpses of the of the camp of the Pelishtim on this day to the birds of the heavens and to the beasts of the field of beasts sorry of the land like like it says in the in Devarim and the curses. And all of the land will know that there is a God in Israel. Wow, the Shekhinah is back. And everyone will know from this that there is a God in Israel because this is going to be a miraculous victory. Okay? And all of this assembly will know that it is not through a sword and a shield that God saves. Sorry, a sword and a, and a, and a spear that God saves. Rather, for, for war is God's. War belongs to God, and He will give you into our hands. So that is David's speech before he strikes down, or we'll see if he's able to strike down the Pelishti. Okay. The Pelishti hears this and he gets all riled up. He comes and he starts approaching David. David runs. And he runs to the encampment towards the Pelishti. Where does he run to the line? The Maracha. The front line. The Maracha is the setup. He runs, I think it means the Maracha of the Pelishti. Oh, he came. There's a battlefield. Where's Goliath? In the middle? So let's say this is Amisrael, this is Pelishim, this is Goliath, this is David. So David's running towards their Maracha. Maracha meaning their battalion. Okay? He's running towards it. Yeah, he's running towards him. David runs towards the, the battalion, towards the Pelishti. He sends his hand into his vessel. He takes from there one of his stones. And he slingshots it. And he hits the Pelishti in his forehead. And then the, the stone gets stuck in his forehead. And he falls on his face on the ground so he probably it probably gets lodged further in when he you know, falls on his head and the, the stone is already lodged in there he falls on his face and it goes even more in why would he fall forward why would the Pelishti fall forward he's Where? running forward because he's running towards David mm. you see no, but that doesn't make any sense to him. you're no, running no. you get shot you still fall back no, small no it's, a, it's a small it's a small rock that hits him in the head gets lodged it's not killing him from the impact it's killing him from the sharpness of the rock and the fact that it's getting lodged into his brain. He died just from that one shot? That's, what, that's af- what the Pasuk is going to say. Afterwards, did he, did David, no, once he fell and you'll he see, got you'll see. It, the Pasuk says, And David overpowered the Pelishti with the slingshot and the stone. And he struck the Pelishti and he killed him. And there was no sword in the hand of David. Meaning it seems like he killed him without the sword. Right? Mm-hmm. There was no sword in the hand of David and he killed the Pelishti. Pasuk Nun Aleph. So it seems like the stone itself killed, killed mm-hmm. the Pelishti. David ran and he stood over the Pelishti. He took the Pelishti sword because David did not have a sword. And he pulled it out of its case. And he chopped him down. He cut him down. And he cut his head off with the sword. And the Pelishtim saw that their strong men had died and they ran away. 
by Akumon Shay Israel Yehuda and the people of Israel and Yehuda came by Yariru and they 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 uh, shouted by Yidifu at the Pelishim and they ran after the Pelishim they chased down the Pelishim Adbo Hagai until Gai veAd Shara Ekron and until Shara Ekron which are places cities in Philistia. And the the um, the bodies of the Pelishim would fall in Derech Sha'araim. I don't know where that is. Do you want to translate? I don't know. And to the city of Gat and to Ekron. These are places. I don't know if, if the road of Sha'araim. So they were they were getting cut down on the road of Sha'araim by Derech Sha'araim and then from Gat and Ekron. They returned from chasing after the Pelishtim and they plundered their encampment, the encampment of the Pelishtim. Meaning they took all of the spoils of that, of that war. And David took the head of the Pelishti and he brings it to Yerushalayim and his vessel, meaning the sword probably, he put in his own tent so he kept like a little prize for himself okay so that remember the miracle every day maybe to remember the miracle yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like nice, yeah. that's what the midrash says over there says that he kept goliath's weapons in his home in bethlehem as me, as mentors of the miracle goliath's sword ever was placed in the mishkan in nov Goliath's head or his sword? Oh, the sword was sword. in the Mishkan and Nov. The rest of his vessels he kept in his house as remembrance of the miracle. Very nice, okay? Very why, nice. Why is it constantly referred Goliath to as the Pelishti? What should it say? I think, it's a, term of, I think it's a term of derision. I think it's a term of, uh, to, of mockery. Mockery? Yeah. Ha-Pelishti. doesn't even give him his name. It doesn't even call him by his name. No, it was no. calling him Goliath before. Like it's well, like it's like it's like saying the, and then it's just const- the whole thing. You go back. You, it's like you don't it's find like Felish, you don't find Goliath once. Right. It's like saying uh, and the Jew the came. Scenario. You know, like uh, look at this Jew coming here. You know, it's a, whenever you call someone by at least today, when you give someone and you call him by his nationality and you don't title him with his name, it's a term of derision. It's like a it's mocking. It's in a mocking tone. I think that's the point of the text. That this guy was a nobody. He was a, pili- he was a pilishti. Maybe. Mocking him. I think. I think that's what. I think. I also noticed that, that the text keep call, calling, keeps calling him the pilishti. I think that's the reason. So Mikey said something nice. He said David kept the vessels. The sword went into the Mishkan in Nov, which is where the Mishkan was sitting now, because David is the one who's going to move it to Yerushalayim. I mean, not David Bashilomo. The sword is in the Mishkan in Nov. We will see that sword come back after. No. Yeah, 21. Okay. 21. Okay. And then, and he kept all their vessels for himself as a remembrance of this miracle. Okay. So that's the story of David and Goliath. Now, what vessels? His other armor, probably like his, his uh, oh, helmet, helmet and his yeah, things like that. that metal plate and stuff. Okay. So now, now we get to the most important psukim in terms of knowing when this happened. Okay. The rest of the psukim to the end of the chapter are going to be extremely confusing because Shaul is going to start asking. Where did David come from and who is he? But don't we already know at the end of the previous chapter, David was already sent to become his musician and his arms bearer. Right? So it's a strange thing. Okay. And whenever Shaul saw David running out towards the Pelishti, he said to Abner, the general, Who is this? Who is this young boy? Who is he? The son of this young boy, Avner. 
answered, I promise you, on your life, I have no idea who he is. So then the king said to Abner, go and ask, who is this the son of, this young lad? Who is this young man the son of? When David came back from striking the Pelishti, Avner took him, he brought him before Shaul, and the head of the Pelishti was, he was holding the head of the Pelishti. So Shaul said to him, Who are you the son of, young man? I am the son of your servant Yishai from Bethlehem. Okay, that's the end of our chapter. Okay? That's it. That, that's, that's the whole thing. He tells him, I'm the son of Yishai from Bethlehem. Okay, so, so let's go back to the previous chapter at the end. Whenever David comes into, into the court of, of uh, thing of Shaul. Wow, how many pages did we do in this chapter? Long chapter. Quickly in this commentary, yeah. it says by the Radak, saying Shaul knew David already at this point. Because yeah, wait, wait, I'm going to get to that. I'll, I'll save um, that for a second. Okay, so let's go back quickly. Let's read the end of the previous chapter quickly, like inside, to see the previous interaction Shaul had with David. Okay, so Shaul is upset and he what says, the, the servants, chapter 16. So the, the servants tell Shaul, go find yourself someone to play music. So Pasuk Yudzan, find me someone who knows how to play well. And bring him to me. Bet Halachmi, the old I know, the son of Ishai from Bethlehem, he knows how to uh, play and he's a strong man and he's a man of war. Who said this? This is the, one of the servants of the, the advisors of Shaul. We don't know. Okay. okay, he's a man of war. He's smart with his words and he looks good and God is with him. So Shaul sends messengers to Ishai, and he said, "Send me David, your son, that is the one who is the shepherd, Asher Batson. Send me David, your son." He took and he sends the gifts to Shaul. And Shaul liked him a lot. And he was for him an armor, arms bearer. He said, let David stay with me forever. Meaning, let him make this his official job. Let me hire him fully, for I like him. And when Shaul became depressed, David would take the, the harp and he would play for him. And Shaul would, feel, would get some relief and the, the bad spirit would leave him. So that was their interaction previously. Now after David comes and he defeats Goliath, what happens? Shaul asks, who is this guy? When David comes, he's holding the head. So Shaul says, who are you? Who are you the son of? And David said, I am the son of your servant Ishai. So if I'm David here, I'm saying, I am the son of David Isha, uh, 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 the, of Ishai, your servant, who you sent to get me, and I already have been your arms bearer, and you like me already, and I play for you music. So what's going on? So now, Jason, say what the Radak says to interpret this whole thing. So it's very confusing, because why does Shaul not know who he is, right? So the Radak has an interesting interpretation. What is it? That he knew David already, but he didn't know like what his lineage was. Right. So Shaul had a tradition that for sure David comes from the house of Yehuda, right? But Yehuda had two sons. Who were the two sons of Yehuda? Peretz and, and Zerah. Zerah. 
right? Which one is the is the father, the forefather of the Mashiach? Peretz, exactly. You know that from the Lechadodi, right? So he was asking, who is David? Not who is he, because I know who he is. He's saying, what is David's lineage? What is David's lineage? Because if he's from the son Zerah, then I should not be wor- I should not be worried of him be- becoming king. But if he is from Peretz, then there's a tradition that the son Peretz will be the one to be the father of the king. Then I have to be worried because David could become the king. What? So Shaul is asking into his into his lineage he's to see David Beta Lachmi from Yehuda. Oh, yeah, David is from Yehuda. So he's asking what his lineage is. Because oh, if Shaul he is from, from Shaul is from Benjamin. Now, if he is from Peretz, son of Yehuda, then I have what to worry about. If he's from Zerach, then I don't have what to worry about. Okay. The other interpretation of this whole thing is that this happened before. But then, it's still strange because you have two episodes, right? In both episodes, Shaul asks him who he is, and they have to tell him it's the son of Ishai. In both episodes, so you could, you have to say one of them came before the other. Either this happened first, and then later he became the music musician for Shaul, or that he became a musician first, and he left that job or something. And Shaul, because he's a little like mental, he forgot who he was, and now he's asking about him again. Mm-hmm. But why can't it, why can't it be like if you just slay the biggest baddest guy in town? Why can't it just be like, dude, who are you? you know, like, right, like who are who are you? But but then but then. But then he asked him like Ben Miata when who Pesadaki. He said he asked that the first time also. It's not, he's not asking like who are that's what Radak is essentially saying. Like, wow, who, where is this guy coming from? Like, what's his lineage that he's so strong? That's how Radak is interpreting it. But it's very vague. Uh, these are two stories, they seem to be a little bit contradictory. The best honestly, the most compelling interpretation is that they happened a little bit far apart and Shaul just forgot who he was. You know, very pe- people that are like, you ever go to like a trade show and like the, like the richest people at the show, they don't remember anybody they meet because they couldn't care less. When you're the king, like they don't, they don't remember who, who they yeah, You know, it's possible that this second story of Goliath came first, then you're right, it happened, then time went by. Time went by. He forgot about him, kind of. But then also whenever the, the uh, Shaul was, was sad and he needed someone to play music for him, the people, they described him as a man of war. Right. So Which, the, his servant remembered David as... A, as the Goliath As Goliath killer. But and, as well as him. other things. They probably like uh, vetted him. Maybe. At the time. Okay, we have to stop though. Amen, amen. I like that last interpretation. Interesting.